friends, welcome back to the podcast. This week, super exciting. Again, one of my friends forever and a day, Celeste Penner. She is joining us this week to talk about spirituality, getting rid of the negative during the pandemic and just, you know, leaning into that purpose that we're supposed to find in life. I love it. I love her. I pray for our community and I hope that you love this one. It's the longest podcast that I've done to date and I knew it would happen with this girl. It's fantastic. Enjoy friends. Boy. (gasps) Hi. Oh my God. It worked. It worked. And I was like, okay, is this going to be another user error issue? (laughs) Well, it, I, I don't know if I'd call that user error. Uh, well, I guess it would be user error. It would be, yeah, something yeah. crazy because if, hey, if I can figure this out, any idiot can do it. That's what I say. People are like, how do you have a podcast? I'm like, I have an app on my phone. That's how easy it is. Yeah. 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 Do you know and what? I was laughing because as I was waiting for you to come on, my cat just completely jumped off the counter where he wasn't supposed to be and spilled his food dish oh awesome yeah awesome. get a cat 12 cats are, weeks yeah cats yeah. are assholes mine yeah is, cats are assholes. Yeah, they're assholes so listen let me introduce you because we're recording right so you are my friend I was thinking we've known each other since we were five I five or six yeah yeah kindergarten so, right no yeah. I I I wasn't here for kindergarten. I'm, I was, uh, I started in grade one. Okay. I was thinking that I was like, I don't think you were in my kindergarten class. No, no. We were living in Pilot Butte, um, and then moved to Yorkton when I was in grade, just, just at the start of grade one. From one metropolis to another. Right. I know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fantastic. So you are Celeste Penner. Correct. And we've known each other forever. Yeah. We're not going to say how many years it is since we were. Five. Yeah, true enough. True okay. enough. Well, no, we're slowly approaching 50. <laughs> I can't. Can we? I, really? I, I don't know. Yeah, it's not. I'm 29. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. It's so <laughs> weird because the, the mind thinks one thing and the body's like, oh, no, you don't. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. What a correlation. Yeah, exactly. So listen, I have you here because we have some stuff to talk about. Right. And so we grew up, our ed- our education elementary was public school, but then we spent oh, uh, seven years in the Catholic school system. Yes. Yes, we spent seven years in the Catholic school system, but I wasn't Catholic. Were you Catholic? No, I wasn't no. Catholic. No, I but just, you know why I went there? Well, the, the the junior high, it was because of proximity, right? Because yes, you right. You were on that side of the tracks. and That's, that's right. Where, you didn't have a choice. That's right. And then high school, if you went to, this is the thing, if you went to the Catholic school, you got to leave junior high a year earlier. Right. Because the high school started in grade nine. That's right. If you didn't go to the Catholic school, then you spend another year in junior high. And that was not on for me. No, we needed to to go be cool. That that was the only reason I went to the Catholic school. 
Yeah. But then you went back to public to graduate. Yes, I did. Yeah. Right. So we have this background where we both grew up. Did you have any sort of spirituality growing up? Do you know what? Growing up, I, we went to church Mm -hmm. and I remember sitting there thinking, well, I don't know who this guy is. And I just shut my eyes and pray and like hope to God for whatever. Only it didn't really ever feel like any kind of connection to me. It Mm -hmm. just, it just was like, I did it because my parents told me to, and it was the right thing to do. And that's what you did. And I always just thought it was a big bore. And then Mm -hmm. when I got older, I kind of decided to make my own way. Right. So grew up kind of non-religious, went to a Catholic high school. Let me just state for all the listeners that you and I were very typical Catholic school girls. We are very good. Yes. We always went to the knee. Yes. Mm -hmm. We excelled. (laughs) We excelled in school. Um, We never skipped. Um, Oh my goodness. Yeah. Anyways, let's not go there because we only, you know, we can have a lot of episodes because it's going to be a lot to, for me to watch the clock here because we could, we could go deep and hard. Absolutely. Okay. So what we want to talk about is this funnel that the world seems to be living in right now. Oh, totally. So I guess maybe let's step, step back. So you went on your own path after school. You did the typical thing of a small town. You got married, you had some kids. Yep. And then you were like, oh, wait, I got some stuff to do here. Yeah. So you started foraging your own path, started building your own future with your kids. And just give me a brief, like, how did that happen from you got married, you had the kids, and then you decided that that wasn't the path for you? I, do you know what? I, it's so crazy because it was, it was definitely a pivotal moment. Yeah. I, my kids, so you're exactly, you described that entirely accurately. Um, you, you graduated from high school, you dated someone maybe from the other high school and mm-hmm. you got married and had kids. And how old were you I Sal, was... when you got married? Pardon? How old were you and got married? 22. <sighs> I was 22. My son is 23. Mm-hmm. And my daughter's going to be 20 in a week and a half. And I just go, what in the fuck was I thinking? Yeah, but you were probably like, not the first of us to get married. Absolutely not. Yeah. No, absolutely not. I wasn't the first. And I'm probably not the last. But, yeah, you know, it's so, so yeah, did that. And not that I didn't love my husband and love my kids and everything. Yeah. I just really, and let me clarify, I didn't go away to university Right. I, you know, I, I worked in retail and then I decided to go back to school and I dropped out of that class because it wasn't for me. And, and then I just always kind of wavered around. I've done a million different things. So, but, but yeah, my kids were, were, I'm going to say they were like 10 and seven or so when we split up, but at that point in my life, And again, always kind of just wanted, like, I just never really felt like I fit in. I didn't feel like my beliefs were really solid. I, 
I just felt really lost to be perfectly honest. Mm -hmm. And I had friends, but I wasn't like Miss Popularity or anything like that. And I was very um, outspoken and mouthy as a young woman. So I (laughs) I was going to say sociable. (laughs) A sociable. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) And you say mouthy. Yeah, I said I mouthy because I feel like when I left high school, I had like two friends that I wanted to keep after like I was just done with that, right? Yeah, yeah. It just nothing just really felt like it clicked for me. And I'm gonna say I was well, I would have been in my thirties already, approaching, you know, thirty-five, I guess, when yeah. I left my ex. But mm-hmm. um I was working at a nursing home as a nurse's aide. Mm-hmm. Um we called ourselves POWs, PAWs, pause, professional ass wipers, because yep. that's basically what you do. Yeah. And I enjoyed working with the residents and, you know, whatever, really found that people connection. I'm, I've always been a helper and a fixer. So it was natural for me to go into some form of healthcare. Right. And I very, very clearly remember in my mind sitting at the nursing home at the end of my shift, you know, the last 20 minutes when everybody's done all their duties and the new staff are coming on and in their meetings and stuff. And I was sitting in that, like, I can picture the, the older lady that was sitting across from me. I was sitting in the rotunda and just looking at these people who are, you know, some are in wheelchairs and some are sitting on their walkers and some are not that lucky. Right. And they have feeding tubes or breathing tubes or open wounds or whatever. And I'm, I just had this very clear thought in my mind of, oh my God, if that is my destiny right, to be one of these people that's, that's sitting here and I have nothing but time to look back on my life, I am not going to be looking back with regret. For anything because mm-hmm. that's shitty right that's shitty mm-hmm. and I've I've ever since then it was honestly it was like a switch went off in me and I'm like I I need more I need something more I was content in my marriage I wasn't like it wasn't like the movies which I do know that's not reality yeah but I now I'm with someone who I do kind of feel like my life is like a movie and it's like this love story because of how our relationship is, but it's a give and take. And I think it's learning from the past, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but yeah, that was always, that's kind of where I really got starting to question spirituality and why am I here? And, you know, I, that sounds super cheesy and corny, but it really is Mm -hmm. like if, if somebody, I sit down with an adult person and they say, well, I've never really thought about that. Like, seriously? Mm-hmm. How can you not? But that's the way my brain works. Not everyone thinks like I do. And I can appreciate that. But my brain goes, there's something here that's that I'm missing. Mm-hmm. There's something bigger than me. And the, the church thing and the God thing didn't really feel right to me. Not that I didn't believe. I just didn't know. Like, Right. So- you just didn't feel a connection. There was zero connection, yeah. zero connection. Like you, you know, you'd pray that now I lay me down to sleep and we mm-hmm. pray before meals come Lord Jesus, be our guests, like the super cheesy corny, you know, and there was just no, I didn't ever feel like anybody that I met mm-hmm. really had that, that 
feeling and not real strong belief. Like I know, like I know, like I know this is a real thing. Mm-hmm. It just, I didn't get that feeling from my parents. I didn't ever get that feeling from anybody that it was like really a strong feeling in the, in the chest. You know? Right. Yeah. Is this when you picked up the book? Oh, which one? Because there's so many. If you're talking about the secret, yeah. is that what you're talking about? Yeah. I had a friend actually, I actually never picked up the book. It was the, it was the movie. Oh, the movie. But yeah. I had one of my best friends um, for, we've been friends for about 20 years. Uh, I was living on my own by then. Kids were with me half time, had an amicable relationship with my ex, you know, move, things are moving along. And I guess she kind of maybe felt like my life was a train wreck, (laughs) but, um, and she, it was my 35th birthday Yeah. and she called me and she's like, what are you doing right now? I'm like, Oh, I'm gonna, you know, maybe go to the gym or I'm gonna, I don't know, whatever. She's like, I need like two hours of your time. It's your birthday. I need you for like two hours. Mm -hmm. Like come over, we're going to have some cosmos and we're going to hang out. And we watched the secret Mm. and I was completely blown away and it was like I was watching like this giant puzzle and everything just clicked together at that moment for me and that was a Friday January 10th it would have been I'm not gonna say what year because then you know how old I am but I was 35 and it was like you know however many years ago anyways uh so I watched it with her Friday night and then I must have had the weekend off and then Saturday I watched it two more times and then Sunday I watched it one more time and Monday I watched it again with my 11 year old son. Like I just resonated with that. Yeah. Was that the one thing that like, like kind of, I know you were searching and you were seeking and you were looking for something more. Is that the one thing that kind of really turned you on? I think so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure. Because it gave me, you know, where I, where I always question, like, because I've, I've always been a person who I will figure out a way, Mm -hmm. like over, around, through, I will figure out a way. And, and I've, you know, there's lots of times in my life that I can, that I can bring that up where, you know, I kind of, and I'm a little bit that personality where I'll like coast along and then I lose my shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's just like, yeah, this is okay. And I keep telling myself, this is okay. This is how it should be. Blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, like, holy fucking hell, I got to get the fuck out of here right fucking now. Mm-hmm. And I have to do something about it right now. And I know there's bills to pay. And I know I don't have any money saved. But I need to take this course. Or I need to um, buy this book. Or I need to, you know, it was just... Yeah, it it just made so much sense to me after that. And stuff just started clicking. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I started I started journaling and writing down the things that I wanted in mm-hmm. my life. Mm-hmm. And I actually believed that okay, so the secret, the movie The Secret that my one of my very best friends Sharon Shore, yeah, gave me um there's a part I've probably watched it, I'm going to say no less than 100 times in the, you know, two years since my 35th birthday. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the, you've seen it, right, Nikki? Mm-hmm. So the part where, where the boy is, is wanting the bicycle 
he it's it, there's a little boy and he draws a picture of this he cuts out the picture of the bike and he draws a picture of the bike and yeah yeah some other kids riding bikes and he's just dejected but then he gets this thought and there's like no words through this there's zero dialogue mm-hmm. he's sitting in like a tent he's made in his room with the, with a flashlight and he's uncurling this this picture and he like just starts in my mind I can because I'm an empath like I could I ball at AT&T commercials yeah. like it's pathetic me too so I'm watching this and just the feeling in my chest of like fullness, like just like, I feel like my heart is going to hammer out of my chest. Mm-hmm. And I've come to realize that that's the energy of me attracting into my life, what I'm focused on and what I think about, because I believe that I can have it. Mm. So just for the listeners, The Secret is a movie. It was a book by Rhonda Byrne. Is that right? I don't know how to say her last name. Brian? I think, it, I think it's Byrne. Yeah, Byrne. So it was The Secret and it was like huge. And she was on Oprah and she was everywhere. But her basic understanding is the law of attraction. You are manifesting something you want. You believe that you get it and you get it. Exactly. And it's, it, it blows me away the things that I've attracted into my life and, and that I can recognize that when I'm complaining or I'm worried or I'm mad about something or, I mean, everybody, everybody's had that where your day just completely spirals out of control, you know, like Mm -hmm. you, your, your alarm doesn't go off and then you spill coffee on yourself and that, you know, like all these things and if you can accept responsibility for your thoughts, then you can change your life. But you have to, you have to be able to accept that responsibility and that it's a little bit of work too, because you have to hold positive thoughts. Mm. It's, it's amazing what you can bring into your life if you truly believe it. People automatically think that because the brain is considered to be this huge, amazing thing that people have, that we only use a certain percentage of it. People don't realize that we have to train our brains to be present and we have to train our brains to be in the positive. Absolutely. And the, the prob- part of the problem is, is that we're all living by programming, if mm-hmm. you want to call it that. It mm-hmm. sounds like a really harsh word. And I know some people will hear that and go, oh my God, she's crazy. But not programming in the way that you program a computer or a phone or something like that, but programming in what are our values, beliefs, and core feelings about basically everything in the world, including not just stuff, but experiences and you know, all of those things that come along with it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think um, you're exactly right. And I think I was listening to you and I was nodding my head and then I thought something and it went right out the window. <laughs> it's good thinking. Um, yeah. <clears throat> no. So yeah, you're exactly right. So we have the ability to train our brain to think positively or we have the ability to allow our brain to be lazy and just think I'm not always good I'm, I don't want to say always negativity but you can have elevator music just playing in your head and you're just fine with your life yeah and I'm not saying I the one thing that I sometimes feel when I'm talking about 
uh, spirituality or manifesting, I sometimes feel like pe- I, I feel like I'm talking down about people who do enjoy that life and don't question, but that's their own path. Yeah. And I'm not looking down on those people. If those people are very happy and they've never stopped to ask the questions, then you do you, boo. I have questions. Yeah, if you don't absolutely. have questions, yeah, if you don't have questions, that's cool. You, there are many, many people in my world who are money driven and they're very happy that way. And they, that's what they base their success on. And you do you, that's not me. Yeah. And, but the thing is, is we never get that respect in return. People always think we're fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Generally. And you know what? I have to, I, I, I've gotten the look across the room from my husband before where, you know, maybe I had a, had a hoot or something before we were having a conversation. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm a passionate person and it, when I get really excited about what I'm talking about, there's like no stopping me. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's like the good kind of train, you know, like you're kind of excited. Like what's she going to say next? Because I just get off on a tangent and I, but I, it's because I feel so strongly about it and so passionately about it. And you're absolutely right. I have lots of friends who go, Oh, she's a little fucking crazy, but I like her anyways. Cause yeah. it's entertaining. Yeah. And then I have other people where uh, we just don't have that discussion. Right. Because I know how they feel about it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I think I send you love because I wish that you, like, I, I wish for everyone, and this is where I start to sound like a crazy person or like a real churchy, you know, knock on your door and try and feed you Bible stuff. Yeah. Um, but, and not that there's anything wrong with that. That's their thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's how I feel about my beliefs. That's right. What I'm trying to say. So then people look at me and go, oh, she's just like the Jehovah Witnesses. Yeah. Which, again, they believe what they want to believe. People people don't like that religion because of their forwardness and their eagerness to talk about it. And yeah. they're wanting to help people. I feel exactly the same way about what I believe, Nikki. 1,000%. So, right? Mm-hmm. I yeah. feel like people are going to be like, ooh, she's a little cuckoo. You know what? I'm at the point that I'm, you know two years past my 35th birthday. Mm-hmm. I don't really give a shit what anybody thinks anymore. You yeah. like, love it or, you know, whatever. And I don't, I, I do live in a little bit of a bubble because I don't spend a lot of time on social media mm-hmm. and I don't ever, 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 not anymore. I don't attract an argument. I will never lately, probably I'm going to say for a good five years, you will not see me post an attraction to an argument mm-hmm. because I know better. Yeah. So maybe let's uh, lead into the negative funnel that we're living in right now. Oh, wow. This is where I'll, this is where I will really sound crazy to some people. Did you hear I, my, my Alexa just talk to me? What did she, what did she say? Something about a funnel cloud? I said something about, let's talk about the negative funnel. And she said something to me and I don't know what she said. I was like, Jesus. Oh boy. Yeah. You'll have to slow play it back after and try and slow it down. (laughs) Real curious. Like, is it totally, it's a message from beyond. That's true. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, right when we were talking about the negative funnel. I mm-hmm. bet you it's, chucky. it's Chucky. It's Chucky for sure. All right. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, go know, on. Fred and I were sitting here one night and I just got this super clear picture or image or vision or whatever you want to call it. I, I want to say, I don't, I don't claim myself to be a clairvoyant or anything like that. Like I'm not ever going to say to anybody, you know, Oh, I can see you or I saw you or, you know, whatever. Like I'm not like that, but I do get images in my mind that are very sharp and very clear. And the way I feel about how the mind works, I, it makes me wonder where they come from. Mm -hmm. But what I saw very, very clearly was like a massive funnel cloud, a massive, like it's on the ground. It's a, it's a tornado, Mm -hmm. but I call it a funnel cloud, a funnel of, or a vortex of negativity. And it is just black and swirling. And there's people that are getting standing on the outside of it, getting sucked in. And you can see people swirling around in this. And to me, it's just this, all of this negativity, not just COVID, but the, you know, the whole, the race issues, the gender issues, the political, like basically Mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. They are just feeding and attracting and growing and growing and growing this funnel and sucking people in. Mm -hmm. And when, Fred and I were having this conversation and he's just sitting there looking at me like I have two heads, like he can picture this now that I'm vocalizing it. Yeah. And I'm like, and here's us on the outside being, trying to get pulled in by social media, you know, like how all of that is working right now Mm -hmm. and just creating, like, I have seen people fight on Facebook who have been like longtime friends. Like it is nasty. It's unreal. And I feel like it's it's just this swirling this swirling vortex of negativity and if a few of us this is the this is the creepy you know follow me thing Mm -hmm. if if all of us who could see that and recognize that could step back and bring about 10 friends it would be a good start to end this whatever this ugly entity is because it's destroying humanity Mm mm-hmm like, yeah, I'm a when, little disgusted to be a human being right now. I'm not going to lie. Well, and as the last few days have happened, we are getting um, deeper and deeper into whatever fucking phase we're on <laughs> for the pandemic. <coughs> um, whether y'all right? <laughs> yeah, just choked. Oh, yeah. <coughs> All right. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah, like we are getting deeper and deeper the last few days. We're getting deeper into the pandemic. And so how long ago was it that you sent me a message? Couple, maybe a month ago? Yeah, yeah, it'd be about a month. Yeah, so (coughs) you sent me a message and you were like, we need to talk. So we got on the phone and we started talking about, you know, people that are feelers and people that are woke and I don't even know what the terms are people that are feeling the negative vortex on the world what are we going to do to change this yeah and we didn't suggestions like it's a it's a tough well we said we needed to start a cult yes but more of a commune, less of a manipulation. 
Yeah. Like we need our world. And I mean, we can go so deep, but I believe my listeners probably feel the same because I'm spiritual and I've talked about my spirituality and I believe people already know that, but the world's broken and we need to fix it. Yeah. And it, it, it really, when you say, what am I going to do as one person? Yeah. You have to, you have to lead the way as your one person. Absolutely. I, it's funny that you, that we're at that juncture right now in this conversation. I've started, I'm a, I, I read lots of personal development books. I kind of got out of it for a little while. Cause I'm like, you know, I should probably just try and practice some of this stuff in my life instead of yeah. just reading about it all the time. And so I took a little break and I just got this cool new bookshelf. You probably saw it on Facebook. It's awesome. And I have my Tony Robbins Awaken the Giant on there. And I'm like, you know mm-hmm. what? I haven't read. I, I maybe read it like five, five years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of forget what this is. Like, I mean, I know what Tony Robbins is about, but I kind of forget the content of this book. So I had to pick it up again and I get my blue highlighter this time because I highlight when I read good stuff. Mm-hmm, me too. He today, what I read, he was talking about, <clears throat> you know, one person being able to accomplish something huge, like, and, and he gave the example of Rosa Parks that when she wouldn't leave her seat on that bus that day, do mm-hmm. you think she was thinking about the impact that would have on the world? Mm-hmm. No, it was one small decision that she made one small decision that completely changed well, I mean, it's still shitty, but it's, you know, Started. it made a difference. It made a huge difference. Yeah. Like, do you think that she was thinking, you know, she wasn't actually planning anything that completely happened by accident. Mm-hmm. So one person by one small decision by accident with no, maybe she thought about it ahead of time, but she didn't know she would be Rosa Parks. Like she didn't know that. Right. So if somebody by accident can make that kind of an impact on the world with one small decision. What can a group of people, a growing group of people, hopefully, mm-hmm. what kind of impact can they have? Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not talking about having a protest or, you know, because I'm against protests. They're about the only thing that, you know, the whole fighting against something is, I don't, that doesn't jive with me. You well, because never, ever, ever yeah. see me you know, if I accomplish something that I'm proud of and I put it on Facebook, you will never, ever see me hashtag haters going to hate because, you know, (laughs) it's still a negative thing. It's true. It drives me crazy. And people I love post that all the time. And I think, oh my God, if you knew the impact of the strong feelings you have behind those words, Mm -hmm. if you knew what negative impact that's going to have on your life in five minutes or five hours or five years, you would never let that thought even go through your mind and you wouldn't breed it to others because people who post that, how many people like it? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. You tell Yeah. Yeah. It's negative. Even if it was an awesome thing that you did, you Mm -hmm. just created something ugly about it. And you don't even realize that you're making your own life shitty by your thoughts Mm -hmm. and what you're putting out 
because what you're putting out is coming back. That's right. And don't kid yourself. If you're doing something shitty and you're, you think you're getting away with it, it's coming back to you, man. Mm-hmm. There's the age old saying, karma's a bitch. We can say uh, what goes out to you comes back twofold. Like it, it, there's sayings throughout, but it's funny because, and again, we can compare it to Rosa Parks Tony Robbins was uh, Robbins was also that same sort of person, right? Like he yeah. created a movement. Um, Jesus Christ created a movement. Yeah. You know, and there's movements throughout history and that's exactly what it's going to take is we have to be a part of the flow that is creating a better, stronger, more resilient, positive funnel to suck the other the people back into our funnel. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I know there's people who literally just watch the media all oh, yeah. day long. Yeah, yeah. And I sat down one night to watch my housewives and I got on the TV early and the news was on oh, and oh, I, worked, I worked myself into it. Oh, dear. Yeah. I never watch the news and people are like, don't you want to be informed? And I'm like, no, what do I need to be informed from? Yeah. Like we used to live without all this shit. Yeah, exactly. And I know I say cult and we talked about this in the conversation we had previously, but when you think about like where I want to go is I want to go back to community. I want to go to back to commune. I want to go back to, having small communities that are not like, I'm sorry, we don't need to know. We're too informed. Absolutely. Yeah. And the problem, the problem is, is the information is skewed a certain way. It's what, Mm -hmm. it's what the media, you know, the five big companies that, that basically control everything that we get at our disposal it's what they want us to believe and whatever. And I'm not, I, I can't even get into like conspiracy theories and stuff because I'm like you, I don't watch the news. Mm-hmm. Like I need to, I, I need somebody to tell me my husband, we don't, we don't have TV. We have Netflix and Amazon prime and stuff like that. And we hardly mm-hmm. ever watch it anyways, but he likes to, to watch the political stuff and he likes to watch, he knows enough. And he filters it for me because I'm super sensitive. Yeah. And I could not know. And he knows if there's anything about aliens ever, we don't tell Celeste. Don't anybody talk to Celeste about it? Because she will lose her fucking mind. Mm-hmm. So aliens are here. I don't, I don't care if they're living among us and breeding with our children. I don't want to know about it. Like put me into a coma or like, I just can't know about it. <laughs> Did I make myself clear? I, hope I listen. I will not this. tell you that my new kitten is an alien. Okay. Oh my god. I hope somebody actually listens to this so they know. Like at least one other person besides you and my husband and my kids. Well, my parents, my brother, but my brother would tell me just to be a dick. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So what is our plan? How are we going to do this? What are we going to do moving forward? That is the million dollar question of the day. Yeah. Too bad this well, wasn't like a radio call-in show and we could get suggestions. From I know. Exactly. I really wish we could do that right now. 
Well, we've already decided we're creating a community. Yes. Not a cult. Not a cult because we're not going to sexually get down with anyone. (laughs) Or we're not going to manipulate or control people. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, It's. Yeah. I. I. I'm not sure how to do it. Like, I don't know if you create it. I mean, maybe there, you know what, maybe we should do a little bit of research and see if there are some, because we don't need to reinvent the wheel. Maybe there's something out there. Like, absolutely. I mean, the thing is, is we can't be the two people on the planet that are feeling like, really? Oh yeah. And, and look at that. We grew up together and we were friends. We're the Mm -hmm. only two people in the whole world that are feeling this way. Bullshit. Yeah, exactly. And we grew up like, yeah, 10 miles from each other. What a coinky dink. Yeah. And we're the only two. Maybe it's something in the water, in that Melville yeah. water. Yeah, perhaps. Um, listeners, that's a joke because we grew up in Yorton <laughs> and in Melville, they found a dead body in their water tower. Yeah. Okay. It's very um, Exactly. So the thing is, is, I think that's exactly it. I mean, you know, like community, you can think of all like, there's people that follow Tony Robbins. There's people that follow Gabby Bernstein. There's all those people. And I believe at this time, they all have some sort of, you know, like community membership, Zoom call, something, something. Yeah. So that's what we need to do. And I think even just like we talked about, like, um, we are not alone because our friend Jen, who I had on as my first guest, she's also, uh, I keep on saying woke and I can't use that word because that's so millennial and I can't be a millennial. Why? What? Where did you start using that word? I don't know. I don't know. I think you should use it. Woke? Well. We woke? Oh, yeah. wait a minute. It We're sounds, woke? It sounds a little. I don't know. Yeah. I don't I, know. No, it, so, it sounds weird I don't like yeah it. yeah spiritual I don't know awakening awakening yeah weird but the thing ooh. is is like what'd you say I said ooh because I just thought of something else <laughs> what's that the Celestine prophecy have you read yeah. that one yeah maybe back in the day oh really that had an impact for a huge impact for me too the first self-help book I read was after my mom died and it was called motherless daughters. And it was the first book that I ever read that was like, Hallelujah. Oh, really? I was like, this lady knows. Cause I mean, I was 23 when my mom okay. died and I was like, Hey, can someone tell me what's happening? Like, what am I yeah. supposed to do now? Yeah. And I read that book and I was like, Holy shit. And <clears throat> this is back in, 1998 and oh, chapters was available in Calgary. So I would go to chapters and I would go into this deep, dark section of, yeah. the, of the bookstore. I think it was literally considered. Your last there was, some, there was something to do with death because that's where I found my motherless oh, daughter's oh. book. But I, <clears throat> so I read that and then I don't even know what the next one would have been that like really knocked me on my ass, but motherless daughters. And then from there, it was just like, give me all of yes. the books. So to you read. started reading that sort of stuff in your twenties. Yeah. Wow. When I was 23, when my wow. mom died. Yeah. 
And, but people have always like, I've always said stuff like, I mean, I started meditating in 2000 yeah, and people thought I was off my fucking rocker. Um, but I've always, I started journaling after my mom died and that was the only way I knew how to express myself because I just wanted to scream in people's faces every single minute of every single day. And so I journaled and I journaled my emotions. And once I started journaling, I started, I, I, same with you. I grew up non-religious, but we went to church and I loved my church and I loved my pastor and I loved my community. And we stopped going to that church after he left. Oh, we went to, um, it was like, uh, I don't even know what it was. And then we did Catholic. And then after that, I, when my mom died, I was like, I hate God. Yeah. He took my mom. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. There's more to this. And it was really through my journaling. Like I still have some of those journals that I wrote in. Yeah. And they're fucking heartbreaking because I'm a 23 year old trying to figure out life without my mom. No. And that's really where I found. And yeah, like it's just been. But for me, and like when you said you were reading Tony's book and you were highlighting, I don't read a book. It's like a textbook, you know, like when people are like, oh, what did you think about the book? I'm like, I need to get you need to give me a minute because I read a book and I read it and then I go back and I reread it and I highlight and then I go back and I (laughs) make notes. I know. Yeah, I know. So I think that. um yeah, maybe we do like, uh, it would be so fantastic if we could, we need to have start having like sharing circles. Yeah. You know, the natives have been doing it for since the beginning of time. And when you look at other spiritual people like the Vikings and the uh, Druids and all these people that had different spirituality, they always had a community. And yeah, you know what? You and I don't resonate with religion, but it's all the fucking saying. Yeah. It's all absolutely. a community. You yeah. you have a different statue at the front. Yeah, exactly. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. and I think a lot of people that are religious are finding an easier time because they are leaning on their church. Right. 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 And that's a great thing. And that's what we, we need to have. And yeah, we need to have our own church. We need to have our own community. And so, you know, like bringing more than one person on the podcast and having a conversation, you know, with Jen out in Toronto, you're in Saskatchewan, I'm in Alberta and just creating those fucking lines of positive energy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think that's, I think, I think that's a great start. Yeah. I think that's definitely a good way to start. Now you've also started your own side venture. Yes. And has that been through the pandemic cell or did you start your energy work before that? Uh, No, you know what I started, I took my first and second level Reiki um, two years ago. It's something that I really wanted to do. I'd been wanting to do for a while. Mm -hmm. And um, when Fred was really sick two years ago, Darby had moved, my my daughter had moved to Vancouver, like, Mm -hmm dumped her off there when she was 17 two days after grad basically 
And no problem. I, See you later. Yeah. I, uh, bald, my mom came with me, bald all the way home from Vancouver to Calgary, stopped at my, one of my best friends home, Sharon Shore, mm-hmm. got mm-hmm. wasted. And, mm-hmm. uh, and mom and I got up the next morning to drive the west, rest of the way home. And I'm like, okay, we're leaving Calgary. There's no more tears. And yeah. so anyways, that got a little drawn out. But anyways. It's a sidebar. It's a, sidebar. It's all it's a little sidebar. Yeah. I got distracted. You're supposed to keep me on, it's all on good. task here. Anyways, you know what? I can't. I can't yeah, even keep. I, I can't. Girl. You know, this is just a. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so I was really low myself. My energy mm-hmm. was super mm-hmm. low. I had left my daughter in Vancouver. My husband had been battling some mystery illness for, mm-hmm. while he started getting set, going for tests and investigating the October before. And it was just test. No, it's not this. No, it's not that. No, we can't find anything wrong. We don't know what this is. And by the following summer or no, by the end of that summer, he was losing five pounds a week. And Ugh. he's not a big man. Like he's not a, not a heavy guy. He's six two and usually sits about two hundred pounds, two ten maybe. And mm-hmm. I sat in a special but very physical work physical out works and, out construction. Yeah. Like and he's yeah. self employed and he's doing yeah. construction work, like housing yeah. renos and stuff. And he's not able to work because he's sick. Like it was a gut, it was something with his guts that they just couldn't figure out. And yeah. we it was end of August. My grandpa had passed away and Fred didn't come to the funeral um, because he was too sick. He was on the couch. Like wow. he could hardly get through a day. I was trying to manage the acreage and the bed and breakfast and everything. And it was difficult. Like we weren't, uh-huh. it, we weren't having fun. Let me tell you, we were not uh-huh. having fucking fun. And yeah. on top of that, I'm devastated because I left my daughter in Vancouver. Right. So yeah. um, we start doc or we, we kept doctoring all no, it would have been at the end there. Sorry, I'm just thinking about timeline. That's so okay. So he, yeah, August, I got home from my grandpa's funeral. And one of my aunts said, Celeste, take him to Regina. Like, just take him to Regina to emerge. Because mm-hmm. you're not getting anywhere here. And it's, look at him. Like, he's, he was super, super sick, Nick. Mm-hmm. So I texted him from, from the cemetery, actually. And I said, pack a little bag, ha- like have a shower, pack a bag. I'm taking you to the hospital. He's like, oh, yeah. what do I need a bag for? And I'm like, we're going to Regina. Like, yeah. like, oh, so got home, picked him up, ripped to Regina. There's something wrong with you. I can tell by your blood work, but I can't order a CT scan or anything because I'm not your doctor. Blah, blah, blah. Go back to your doctor yeah. and tell him you want all these tests. So we go back, he goes for more tests. We're sitting in the specialist office. He's like, well, I don't know. I, I, maybe it's Crohn's. Like maybe we should send you for a CT scan. And I'm like, you think? Uh I said like, how long is that going to take? And he's like, well, might be three weeks. And I'm like, no. And I had a fucking hissy fit in the doctor's office. And I'm like, no, 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 no. He's look at him. Like his pants wouldn't stay. Like he was 160 pounds and like dying basically. Yeah. By the time we left, he had a CT scan booked for the next morning and he went for a CT scan. Oh, you have Crohn's. Let's put you on some medication and whatever. And then a week, a week after he was diagnosed, 
he, I woke up at one in the morning and he was on all fours on the floor in our bedroom, like squealing and writhing like a wild animal. Like it was. Oh my God. And I had about two months before taken my Reiki, my first and second level Reiki. And Mm -hmm. he, I said to him, like, lay on the bed. And I started doing Reiki and he was just writhing around on the bed in like severe, severe pain. And within 15 minutes, he was asleep, completely relaxed and asleep. So, yeah. And I, I, it's weird, the timing. And it just, to me, it's how the universe has everything come together in its own time. I had thought about taking Mm -hmm. my Reiki for probably two, three, four, maybe five years. And I just never did it, never did it, never did it. And then like shortly before he got really, really sick is when I took it. And it wasn't because Mm -hmm. he was sick. It was because I had plans to, and I'm like, well, you know, maybe now's a good time. I can make it work with my schedule. I have the money to do it. And yeah, it's, and he is, you know what? A lot of men are like, oh, that's, you're a fucking nut job, you know, whatever. (laughs) My husband is 110% an advocate for energy work, talking about the secret and manifesting and the law of attraction and how I feel about spirituality. He, he completely mirrors it. Well, we talked about this last time we had a conversation. It would be the same. If you were a Catholic, you would want to marry a Catholic. If you're Protestant, you marry a Protestant or whatever Mm -hmm. the fuck. If you're, if you're a Jewish, same thing. So you're obvious, if you're spiritual, you're looking for that in your yeah. partner. And you know, what's crazy yeah. is that he didn't, he didn't, he wasn't that way when I met him. He was basically like I was 20 years ago, wondering about, well, I go to church, but it doesn't really make sense to me. He grew up Mennonite. Like, right he did religious like no tv no pictures no anything good no drinking no heart no music no dancing no nothing nothing yeah fred hates dancing (laughs) yeah he he doesn't like dancing but so he grew up like that and when i met him his his adopted brother and his dad had just died no it was about eight months yeah i met him eight months after he turned 30 his dad, no, his brother died about a week before his birthday and his dad died like 10 days later. Jesus. Accidents? Uh, no, his brother was sick. He had an illness and his dad, it was a medical weird thing with his heart. He was 56 wow. or 57, yeah. And his brother, I think, was uh, 17, 19 something like that. So yeah. So when I met him, when I met him, he literally had like in his apartment, the top of his cabinets, you know, they're like, some of them go right to the ceiling and some, yeah, they were lined up with 66s, empty 66s awry. Yeah. (laughs) He had been doing some drinking, doing some drinking. Yeah. Yeah. So, but he, he, but maybe you were what oh, he was looking for. Like he says, and he's, he says to me, even now, you know, when we have serious conversations and I'm like, don't be, a, don't be a fucking idiot. Like, this is how you need to look at this and blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, he's told me, I can't tell you how many times you saved my life, honey. Like it just, 
when I, when, and I, and I, I believe I do on a daily still, but definitely he was, and, and you know what? I watched The Secret before I met him and I was, I was into it. Like I had, I had a picture of a house I wanted on my bathroom mirror. I had a check to myself mm-hmm. for 25 grand. I had, like, I had shit all over my house that was like, if people would come yeah. over, they'd be like, Ooh, she's a little cuckoo. She got to check to herself on her mm-hmm. bathroom mirror because that's where I could see it the most. Yeah. So he knew I had some different ideas and I knew, you know, pretty early on how he grew up. Not exact. Like I didn't know everything at the beginning, but it's, it's yeah. hard to cover it all in one conversation. So that's right. about, I want to say we were together for maybe a month or six weeks maybe not even that long. And I'm like, you know what? I kind of like you, like you're fun and you're five years younger than me. And I kind of like you. So I we're hanging out. Like we're not just, you know, those kind of friends We're we're hanging out and we're spending yeah. time together. And I, I like, I actually like him. I'm like, okay, this is a little dangerous, but you know what? <laughs> he might as well know exactly my level of crazy. <laughs> Before we get any further here, because if he is, thinks that I'm a fucking weirdo, he's going to have to go and I might as well get rid of yeah. him now. Like no point in dragging this out any longer. And I sat him down and he watched the secret with me. And cause I'm yeah. like, well, he's either going to run or I don't know what's going to happen here. And he watched it and it shut off. The credits were rolling and he just turned to me and went, wow. And it's like, I mean, he was like, I was looking for something that, that mm-hmm. felt right, that fit, that meant something that was something believable that you could just go, holy shit, this fucking makes sense to me. Now mm-hmm. I get it. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And I think that he's been hanging on a while, so I don't think he's going to oh. go anywhere. And I think he's had the same... He's because you guys have gone to um, like um, self improvement oh, yeah. seminars and stuff yeah, together, yeah. correct? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, for me, when people are like, "Why do you always take courses?" and I'm like, "Why do you not yeah. want to be better?" Yeah. Oh, yeah. I and you know I mean, what? I I totally get it because we had we had we have a bit of a different group of friends now than we did when we we went to see Brendan Burchard in San Diego. And it was right. a completely amazing experience. Um, yeah, super amazing. And I love how the universe works and how it brought certain people into my lives and whatnot. But um, some of the people that we were friends with then, we came back and we were at like a big party where there were lots of people. It was somebody's a special birthday or something. I kind of forget. And they're like, so how was your cult meeting? <laughs> and I'm like, mm-hmm. you know. I think I need to find some new fucking friends because mm-hmm. you're supposed to be somebody who loves me, but you're yeah. making fun of something that's super important to me. And if you wouldn't be mm-hmm. so afraid of it and afraid of having to accept responsibility for how your thoughts and actions are affecting your life, maybe you could be a little bit happier. You could be. Yeah. You know, it's funny because uh, my episode that dropped today uh, is with Christy Lear and she 
is training for her master's in Reiki. And so the conversation that was dropped today was about Reiki and spirituality and manifesting and that sort of stuff. And one of the things that we talked about was, so what if I'm wishing, manifesting, praying, searching, seeking, and it's a placebo, so what if you're if that's a placebo, is that a bad thing? If you're, if you're meditating and it makes you feel better, but absolutely nothing else changes. Absolutely. That's good. Yeah. Going, going and being in a, like when I go somewhere or if I have like an online thing with like some sort of coach and people are like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, you need to feel it. You need to go in you need to, and it's changing. It's life-changing and, and we need to get to the point where going to see Brendan Burchard or going to see, I've seen Oprah twice. Oprah is my God. Yeah. Like she is my, like praise Oprah, like, you know, and so how is that? If you went somewhere for two hours and you listened to someone and you left feeling like you're a better person. What the fuck know, is wrong with I know. that? I know. And why do, and why do I we just... have to, but, but you know what it is? It absolutely is, is that people, people that are happier to be like, how do you say it? Like they're happy in their misery. If they didn't have something to complain about, uh-huh. they wouldn't know what to talk about. And right. the idea of looking inward and trying to find the joy in the things that you have and accept responsibility for the things that you have in your life because you created that. If you're mm-hmm. not willing to do that, then you're going to, you're going to make light of, and you're going to make fun of, like, I don't know why we have to be so shitty to each other. Like, honestly, I just think, why can't, why can't everybody yeah. just be happy with who they are? Why do we have to judge everybody? And why do we have to, you know, hate on them because they're ha- really, you're going to, you're going to shit on someone because they're happy. They're doing things that mm-hmm. make themselves feel good. Why? Because it makes mm-hmm. you look at your own self and what you're manifesting into your life. And, and then when you realize that you're fucking embarrassed. Well, seriously. <laughs> or you realize, or you realize, Oh, um, so yeah, you're exactly what have yeah. I manifested? Oh, yeah. Totally. You know, one of one of the things, and I mean, yes and no, but I remember one time I went uh to an energy healing and she says to me, Do you realize you've brought on your own <gasps> cancer? And I was like, What? What? She did. What? And oh, I was wow. like, Yeah. And I was like, for years I felt like it yeah. was my fault. And okay, you guys, that's not what we're talking about. I'm not manifest. You can manifest negativity into your life. I don't think I manifested cancer into my life, but some people believe that. And she told me that. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? But we manifest our thoughts. We manifest our, whatever's happening in the loop in our head. That's what we're manifesting. I think just not to put you on the spot, but I think when like, I don't talk about, about manifesting a disease, 
right? Like Fred has, has Crohn's. Right. He didn't, he didn't pick Crohn's just like you didn't pick cancer. But if you were focused on something negative, then you attract the negative energy that brings dis-ease to the body. That's how I, that's how I feel about it. But. And Celeste, when I got diagnosed, when I was the first time, um, I said to everyone, I knew it would be me. I knew out of the six girls, I knew it would be. So, you know what? Maybe in my life, I always did have that. Was that that intu- intuition that you knew? Yeah. That's right. Because that's yeah. exactly right. Because when I've written about the experience, I say, when I think about it, I always knew that I would be the one. And not- I never had the kids young. I never did. I, my path was always different than my sister's. And so maybe I did. Maybe it was intuition. Yeah. You're right. I think it was more intuition than manifesting a disease. It's not like you just have this idea pop in your head that you were going to have cancer. You know, it just, it just, yeah. Yeah. Was there. I, I yeah. wonder that sometimes yeah. when, when something happens, I'm like, did I manifest that because I was thinking about it or did I have like a, not a premonition, but an, an a knowing beforehand, that's a whole another topic. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, that's exactly it. Because I was going to say, um, you know, like, I've talked about this on my podcast before up in the morning and you have a notification that a bill needs to be paid. So then you think, Oh, I don't have the money to pay that bill. And by time you have worked up enough in your head, you're homeless. You're you're Oh, Oh my God. Oh my God. You, you are on the brink. You are homeless. You could not pay your $50 cable bill. So at the end of the day, you've worked yourself into being homeless. Oh my God. I thought I was the only one who did that. My husband gives me shit all the time. He's like, honey, like, yeah. come on. Mm-hmm. Like, so I myself, had him, I had him, what the hell was he doing? He was doing, we're renovating a house. He was doing some work underneath or something. And I think he was like doing some jacking or putting up a beam or something. I kind of forget. And yeah, I was at work and he was at home. So I texted him something and he, he's like, yeah, I'm just going to go do that beam. And I'm like, okay. And then I texted him like an hour later or something and there's no answer. And I'm like, oh my God, what if the house fell on? Like, Mm -hmm. and honestly, I was in tears on my way home because I figured I would find him underneath the, like underneath squished, like worked myself and oh yeah. And then I could shit through the eye of a needle because that's how fast my guts are, are joined to my brain. Yeah. Super fun. Yeah, it's, me too. Yeah, that whole emotional in like empathy is. Yeah, are you writing down the next episodes because there's where there's all these little branches off, and I know I know how to, we don't have much time. I know exactly. I know that's exactly it. It's like okay, we have to talk about that. We have to talk about okay, yeah. yeah, I got it. I got it. Got it. I know. So now we're at an hour. So I want you to talk to me about how just how you've expanded your energy healing onto um, your love for essential oils, which is also a woo-woo kooky. You're a fucking it crazy nut. You know what? I love it. I love, I had a, a coffee date with a friend of mine the other day and she, 
I hadn't talked. We, we met on a completely unrelated subject. We were just having a chat, had to haven't seen each other in a long time. Somebody I used to train at the gym and she's like, when I told her about the oil, she's like, because this is something that's new for me. I've been using them for probably six, seven, five, six, seven years, somewhere in there. But yeah. I haven't been like the last year or two years, it's kind of exploded for me and I'm really getting into it and I'm working as an advocate now as well. So mm-hmm. she's like, well, that is a, totally makes sense for you. She's like, like you're crunchy granola, which I, I didn't know if I should be offended or excited. I, but it really doesn't matter. It doesn't make me feel offended or excited. I'm just like, yeah, I am crunchy granola. Yeah. Like, you know, don't really wear much makeup, kind of don't have a lot of, like, I just, I'm not a floofy, I could tell you exactly how many outfits I have in my closet, because I don't have, because I, I don't really care that much about it. Like, I don't, right. I don't walk around in my pajama pants at work or anything, but crunchy granola was a good, pretty good description. Right. So, yeah, just... You know, I, in the beginning, I was like, oh, well, these smell nice. I'm going to get rid of candles because this is probably better for you. I, yeah, I've always been drawn towards natural things. Mm -hmm. I like being in the outdoors. I love camping. I like being at the lake, you know, that kind of stuff. And where there's no people, I like no people to be there, but it doesn't, I don't own my own island. So that's not really working out so well, but there's, that's right. I pretend they're not there. So I grew up in this very natural kind of, I don't know that my father's even ever taken a Tylenol in his whole entire life. And my grandfather rendered badger fat and we use badger fat for everything. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Badger fat. You shoot a badger and you you skin it Yeah, and you you get all the fat off and then grandma would like boil it down so that it would be Mm -hmm. like jelly kind of stuff. And you put that in a little jar and whatever ails you, you use badger fat for it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kind of like how my big fat green wedding, they use Windex. Yeah. Except it's badger fat from a badger. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) so, so you, yeah. Yeah. So draw always drawn to natural things. Fred now with his Crohn's, because, you know, I, I worked as a nutrition coach for a number of years and a personal trainer and fit or nutrition's kind of my, my thing. Like I get all geeky and weird about diets and macros and all that shit. It's super fun for me. But, um, so I'm like, I'm going to, I'm, and I'm a fixer. So I'm going to fucking fix you. Like I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to fix you. And we did different foods and we did different diets and we did don't eat this, eat that. Oh shit. That didn't work. Try something else. You know, like just trying to figure it out because his Crohn's is not really typical of what how okay. Crohn's usually is. So it was a real guessing game and the doctors give you zero help with that. Zero. Right. Zero, zero, zero. So, um, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm going to fix you. And so we started, um, no, that's not what got me started. I had been using the oils just, just in a diffuser, you know, in a mm-hmm. diffuser, and we used one oil for immunity that we, neither one of us has had a cold in like five years, probably. Right. But, um, it wasn't, so his guts were an issue. We were trying to figure things out with that. It wasn't until, um, about six months later, I was getting ready for a girl's trip to Spain with my mom and some, mm-hmm. a bunch of other women. 
and I ate some bad fish. I know I did. I cooked it myself, so I have nobody to blame. And I, I don't know what kind of bug I got in my guts, but it was not good. Like, I'm like, I have a parasite. I know, you know, I worked in healthcare long enough to know certain signs and symptoms and smells. Yeah. Just to be blunt. And I'm like, I know I have a parasite. So they gave me an antibiotic and that didn't do anything. And they gave me another antibiotic flagell. It's awful. It makes you have a metal taste in your mouth all the time. It's disgusting. And I went to Spain and I wasn't better. And I had to be, I could not be more than uh, 20 seconds from a bathroom is pushing it. Oh, like stabbing pain and raging diarrhea. Gross. Yeah. Lovely. And I came home and I messaged, actually, I might've messaged him when I was in Spain. I messaged uh, a friend who um, is an advocate with doTERRA. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, I got problems here, buddy. Like the doctors can't figure it out. Next thing they want to scope, like blah, blah, blah. I know what's going on in my guts. Like I'm not an idiot. Yeah. And he's like, this is what you're going to order. You're going to order our probiotic and you're going to order this other, this natural enzyme. And I ordered it and it was here when I got home. I picked it up on my way home. Actually, it was sitting at the post office and I took one of the probiotic and I took one of the, the natural enzyme and the doctors already at this point were like, this is like going on four months. I was sick like this. And the doctors Mm -hmm. at this point are like, you know, now you've developed a lactose intolerance. Like I couldn't have cream in my coffee. I know it's awful. Nothing. have any dairy (laughs) because that was like magnified the problem. Well, Uh you have a lactose intolerance and blah, 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 blah. blah. And I'm like, Oh my God, they want to scope into my gut they want to scope up my ass like this is yeah no I took one probiotic and one natural enzyme and the next day I had cream in my coffee and I never looked back amazing and I just went okay that shit changed my life then it still took Mm -hmm. me like two more years before I just I had some signs from the universe nudging me I'm not really liking my job my day job right now I don't think anybody will care that I say that. So there's very little risk. I'm going to lose it for. I don't think any of the people that know where you work, listen to my podcast. (laughs) Well, they might (laughs) know I'm on it. Well, I'm not going to know anyways, even the ones that you resignate with. Oh, those ones will listen, but they won't. They don't like, but they'll know. And that's right. They'll know and they'll know. (laughs) So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. So yeah, kind of some life changing shit, uh, literally, and um, and Fred with the the natural enzyme, it keeps his it keeps his symptoms at bay. It keeps him able to once in a while have a small steak. Like he, it just helps him digest his food, and then yeah, have these signs from the universe and not liking my job. And I'm like, you know, I love the oils. I talk to people about the oils. I give people oils when they have a problem. Why wouldn't I look at pursuing this as a business? Plus, the the friend of mine who is in doTERRA, who I love and respect, and I met actually at Brandon Burchard in San Diego. So it's like it was meant mm-hmm. to be. He thought I was Laura That's Prepon. Right. It was awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, he thought I was Laura Prepon. Anyways, um, I, I just messaged him the one day and just all capital letters. And I said, I'm ready. And he's like, oh my God, 
I have been waiting for three years for you to say those words. He is, so he's my mentor in doTERRA and he's helping me help. It's just such a good fit for me. Like it's, mm-hmm. I like helping people. I like fixing people. I'm not huge on the whole pharmaceutical thing. You know, like, I mean, if you, you know, you're in a car accident, you should probably go to the doctor. I think there's a lot of things that, that plants, which were put on this planet for our benefit have offer as far as helping us cope with, you know, little, little discomforts and, and things that maybe I'm, medicine has its place for sure but I think there's lots of natural things that we can we can do ourselves we can we don't have to go to the doctor good luck getting a fucking doctor's appointment these days you got to be half dead for that yeah everything's a tool in your toolbox absolutely so if I can give a young mom a recommendation for here you you're oh your baby has a has an earache you take these two oils rub a little bit around his ears and put them on a put them put it on a cotton ball and stick them in his ears. And in the morning, you'll probably be good. And if you're yeah. not, go to the doctor, but at least. Try. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's all wrapped up into a nice little business for you where you can do your energy healing yeah. and your doTERRA together. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's a little weird, like with the Reiki right now, because of COVID and everything, it's, that makes it a little bit weird. I mean, people are people who are open to energy work are open to it. People yeah. who and and they'll they'll take a treatment on you know like distance treatment or whatever. I'm not really doing it publicly or anything because um, I don't know. I feel weird about it. But interesting. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of a private person, so I mean, you'd never know it because I. When you get talking to me, I just blab my whole life. I like, I don't really give a shit what anybody thinks, but I don't let a lot of people into my space. So that's mm-hmm. a bit of a like, well, do I really want to have people coming into my house? And especially now, like, you know, what do you do now anyways? Right. So yeah, exactly. it's just something I've kind of kept to myself mostly. Like I'll, I'll do it home and for friends and stuff like that. But that's kind of it right now. Well, you know, start with the doTERRA and see where it goes from that. Exactly. So people do with, is there anything with doTERRA right now? Like if they want to come to you or if they want to see you or to learn more about it, where do they find you? What do they need to know? Um, What do they need to do? You know what? Right now, I think the easiest um, is just to find me on Facebook. I'm just Celeste Penner. It's pretty easy. Um, yeah, pretty. I mean, let's stop for a minute for all the listeners to connect. We've said that your husband's friend, yes, and you're you're Celeste Penner. So everyone from fucking Canada, she's married to Fred. Penner, I am married to, except for he's like seventy years younger than the other yeah. Fred Penner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I always say, I always used to say, I'm not married to the famous Fred Penner. I'm married to the infamous Fred Penner. That's right. <laughs> He's probably uh, famous in your area. That's fine. He is pretty famous. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So Celeste Penner, if they have any questions, they can come to you, send you an IM on mess on Facebook. Yep. 
And we're going to start a a cult community. Community, yes. Yeah. So everyone stay tuned. We're going to figure it out. It might be a few more podcasts. We'll throw in Jen and we'll see what we come up with. For sure. That would be awesome. Yeah. Well, you know what? So we're at like 75 minutes. So I'm going to let you go because I said... (laughs) You know, and I knew we'd go yeah. over. I knew I know. it. You know what? Uh, could, but I want to re- We get easy to go another respect. 75. Like, and then. Oh, again, for sure. Five more times. Everyone stay tuned for part two. Stay tuned. <laughs> but I love you. And thank you for coming on my podcast. I appreciate you. I love you too. And thanks for having me. Yeah. And we will do this again. It was very informative. And I think. And it's funny because the next person I have booked and the next person I have booked after that, we're all dealing with spiritual and negative and energy. So I think the listeners are just going to be soaking up all this information. So let's just keep on doing it. Let's just keep doing it. I think so. Yeah. We have a purpose. Yours is to, you know, we, we are here to share our story, speak our truth and try and find what it is that leads us to the fucking purpose at the end of the rainbow absolutely awesome yeah okay lady well thank you for your time and we will drop this next week and we will definitely have more awesome i love you i love you thank you so much and we'll chat soon Okay. bye for now okay bye that's it for this week folks I really appreciate you taking the time and listening to this podcast, listening to this episode. We went deep, but it's great. I love it. I'm glad that I am sharing my views and I'm glad to be having people on the podcast to share theirs. As always, you can reach me nosman at gmail.com. Find me on Insta, find me on Facebook. Just find me. Let's chat. Let's commute. Uh, I'm on Patreon, my membership, patreon.com forward slash Nikki Osman. Love you. Peace out. Stay safe, people.